Hey guys, John Faulkner here with Modern Alpha Life, and today I'm joined by Adam Peeney as we discuss uh, our 22 builds and deep dive into what 22s mean to us and kind of what we look for in 22 rifles. Today I'm joined by Adam Peeney. Yep, and, the one uh, and only. The one and only. Trust me, we don't need two of them. And uh, Ooh, today, an awful idea. today we are going to be talking about uh, probably one of my favorite topics in the world. Things we waste money on that it costs entirely too much for what they are. That pretty much defines every episode that we have here. But uh, today we're really going to be talking about 22 rifles and, um, you know, how how versatile they are, um, how versatility is key is key. And uh, and literally, like, it doesn't matter how many rifles you have. Every single collection has to have a 22 in it. Yeah. I mean, I, like, I think it's the only caliber. One. Yeah. I mean, they they're 22 is great because of the versatility that you can that a cartridge brings into it, you know, from being great for suppressors, awesome for teaching people how to shoot yeah. cool, light varmint hunting, like, and it's cheap, man. Like you can go where it's redneck NATO. So you can buy ammo at Walmart. Um, they do everything from high velocity, uh, velocitors, velocitors. Yes. Leaning in and emphasizing That's the right. velocitor, um, Match ammo from Lapua, Federal, SK, Aguila. CCI. um, CCI. I mean, there's just, it's that one kind of do-all cartridge that, I mean, if you had to, if you want to teach your kids how to shoot or you want to teach, you know, really recoil-sensitive people how to shoot, they love 22s. And they're Hollywood quiet. Call them recoil-phobics. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I mean, you know, it's one of those things where, um, I I feel like most of us grew up shooting 22s and, and I feel like it's one of the only cartridges where like, no matter what, it never gets boring. Yeah. And the ammo could be 64 years old and it still works. Right. I mean, I've shot stuff that I'm like, I don't know if my, like the dirt outside my house is older. I I will say CC talking about old ammo boxes. I I will say that like 22 ammo is one of those ammos where like you'll find the old design boxes, like the yellow sleeves of CCI mini mags, like the yellowish orange ones. Mm -hmm. You're like, when did they stop producing these things? Yeah. Old like shotgun boxes and 22 boxes have always been like, there's always been collectors of them. So let's, um, let's talk about, let's just go down, you know, some of the 22s that you have and I'll go over some of the, the ones that I have as well. Singular. I have a wow. 22. That's sad. Those my, are rookie my 22 cost a small fortune. Those are rookie numbers. No, no, not when you look at the dollars so, that are into it. All right. Um, why, and, and we're going to discuss this, but you know, you've had a lot of 22s. Yeah. I've owned a bunch of my life. And, uh, just at currently, this is the only one currently I currently want to ever keep. He only has, he only has one. Yeah. And, um, I mean, I've owned 10 22s. Uh, I've owned CZ 455s, 457s. Uh, I've had Anschutz rifles. Um, I've had savages. I mean, I've been through them all. Do you ever have a fifteen twenty-two MNP? Fifteen twenty-two yeah, for like eight minutes. Eight minutes. That's it, huh? Yeah, I bought it. I was like, I'm gonna SBR this thing, and I was like, that was a silly idea. And I got rid of oh. it. It's a great gun. It's actually in the semis. It's probably one of the more fun yeah. guns, especially because I mean, it's almost a, a copy of a of an M4. Like yeah. outside of the weight wise, it's pretty. The controls are same. You can use the same triggers. But I was just like, this is not something I am ever going to use for anything more where right like this gun that i 
spent a significant amount of money on. And, and if you're not if you're not watching this podcast, if you're listening, uh, Adam, tell us a little bit about your your current build that you have spread out across an almost six foot table here. Yeah, so it's it's a it's a big twenty two. Um, it's a Voodoo Rifles V twenty two rimfire action. Uh, it has a twenty two inch Lilja three groove barrel that the guys at Widden Gunworks did for me. Um, it's sitting in an MPA comp chassis with a loophole Mark five, five to 25 PR two optic on it. It's almost a one for one copy of my 308. And I use it for, uh, just target shooting, uh, practice in my backyard because I can run CCI quiet and it is the silliest and, thing ever. And when you talk about target shooting, we're not talking about 50 yards. No. So Last I, week we were at the range and you were hitting steel at... 410 yards. Yeah. And, um, and it'll go further. Yeah, I mean, it shoots it shoots the same accuracy at 100 yards as my 308s and my six dashers. Like, it hammers with certain ammunition. And that's the thing when you get into the higher grade 22s, that ammunition is really where it makes a difference. Yeah. Uh, this gun shoots SK long range, uh, Lapua Center X really, really well. Um, it actually, surprisingly, that uh, Federal 45 grain suppressor mm-hmm. stuff, it shoots that really well too. Um, hmm. I can use it for positional practice. I can use it for 22 ELR. Uh, I've shot a variety of different critters with it. I mean, it's it's super flexible, but it was a purpose-built gun. Um, I wanted something I could run rimfire ammo get good training and if i wanted to use it for other stuff i could as well and it does a very very good job at that yeah and I, i've had i've had similar builds in the past i had a, i had a voodoo for a while that had a integrally suppressed barrel which as you'll see as we go through some of my my rifles here i i love integrally suppressed barrels on 22s i think every 22 should be suppressed but yeah, that's just me if um, you're in a state that can't have a suppressor i feel bad yeah but if you can own a suppressor a 22 is one you guys start it's with. the first one you should buy they're yeah. generally super cost effective yep. they're easy to get into there's a ton of good ones out there i mean you it, quasi get that like hollywood quiet ish you know people are like oh nine miller this thing no. with quiet yeah cci quiet yeah i mean um, but yeah, I, I liked my voodoo. Um, it was just one of those things where um, I didn't really care that much about PRS. You yeah, know? it and, just didn't fit a purpose. It just didn't fit a purpose. And it was like a 12, 13 pound rifle, you know, and it was like, eh, whatever. Uh, I had a, I had a, uh, a Gunworks Rim Reaper. That thing shot awesome. Um, I'm not familiar with that one. Yeah, it's just like, you know, it, it's one of their handmade skunk works builds that they did. I think they made like a hundred of them. Um, and, and being a dealer at Firearms Depot, we got one in and, and I was like, well, that's pretty cool. So, you know, I scooped it up and, and it, it blast a shoot, shot, you know, ragged holes, you know, nonstop. But I was just kind of like, eh. But, you know, it, it's funny as um, the larger and larger our collections get. And, you know, uh, as, as most of you guys know, like we have, we have expensive builds. I mean, thermals and, and clip-ons and, uh, big bore rifles and, you know, you kind of name it. Uh, you know, it's, it's very easy for us to, to have a lot of money in them. And, and it's one of those things where like, I always come back to, to 22s and it's like, you have to have these in your life, no matter how, how much Adam is currently calculating how much he has in this build. Um, and the number keeps going up. That's a $7,800 rimfire. Well, there you that go. Is, um, to almost have $1,000 into a twenty two, it makes yeah. me sick. Please don't tell my wife, even though 
she knows. It's a good thing that she and nobody else listens to this podcast. That's uh-huh. true. She is our one listener. <laughs> Hello. I love you very much, wife. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, you know, and it's funny how, how over the years, um, you know, I, I've had exotic builds, I would say like this, PRS just, builds. As you get I, older, your tastes get more refined. Yeah. And, you know, we end up building up a collection, realizing we've got doubles and triples of the same thing. You weed them out and get rid of them and it becomes more point. It's like, yeah, now... You, you get stuff that support, you know, night hunting, my love for, for hunting in general. Like, yeah. you just start finding those finer points of what you want your collection to be. And, yeah, it, like, your collection very forward of, like, you like rimfires and you like integrals. Right. Like, you've got three of them on the table. Yeah, yeah. And, and so, you know, <laughs> we... Um, you know, let, let's go through some of the, the philosophies. I mean, we've already talked about, you know, if you're wanting to build like a PRS trainer, oh, uh, stylish and, and what I, mean, I put on a PVS 30 in front of this and went and shot raccoons and yeah. And what I, what I love about it used to be people like Adam that wanted to shoot, you know, 22, uh, PRS kind of style, you know, a really heavy guns. Like the main focus for this gun is now shooting 22 really far. Right. Like that is super challenging. I mean, you saw, I was holding like six mils at 400 yards of wind yeah. and was able to stay consistently on a 66% IPSC. And like, yeah. That to me is unbelievably challenging. And there's guys out there that are taking them out to, you know, 800 yards. It's the envelope for that is, is pushing what we thought you can shoot yeah. fires to. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's, you know, but what I was going to say was like, it's gone from, from that to, to really accurate hunting, you know, small game varmint style, uh, rifles like a couple that I have here. This is this is one of my, uh, I would say probably one of my favorites. Yes, I've rattle canned it. Um, this is a, a what high quality optic do you have on that? So this is actually a primary arms that that somebody gave me, um, and or I got it in a I don't know somebody I, I got it, I acquired it somehow, but I didn't pay any money for it. I know that, um, and I actually kind of liked it. It's a four to fourteen. Uh, primary arms and uh, and this is a gun that that I pretty much use as my critter getter ritter kind of gun. Yeah. Um, it's an older gun actually, or the action. This is a PWS uh, toggle style, um, the biathlon. If you've ever watched like the Olympics biathlon, yeah, it's a straight it's, pull action. So yeah. it's basically a ten twenty two action body, right? But it is a single shot. Uh, toggle lever action. yeah so it has this really cool um hinge on the bolt it makes it really fast you can run it really quick like two fingers pretty much um i put it into a, a mag john chassis. likes the cosplay that he is an olympian from that's time right to time. that's right i am a cover i cover up my eye with like you know one of those like leather patches and yeah. then i figure out i try to figure out why i just covered up my eye with a leather patch but um reduce- but but here's here's what i'll say about this scope that i really really like i love the fact that it has a parallax that goes down to like 10 yards yeah so it's it's funny i was just thinking about that it's really important with scope selections on 22s because most people like you i assume uh you zero around 50 yards yep where mine my gun because it's a true center fire optic like it doesn't parallax down so i actually zero mine at a hundred and it's only because that's where my scope is optimal at. Yep. Um, with rimfire stuff, yeah, generally you want you want stuff that parallaxes down to those closer ranges. Some go down to the. This 20s. goes down to ten. Yeah, I mean, 
so so that was kind of one of the reasons I stuck with this scope. It's in Seekins rings. Uh, this has a AWC integral suppressor. So this barrel is only, I think, like eight inches uh, long. And then the rest of it is just baffles for eight inches. So it's a 16-inch overall gun. Um, shoots ex- extremely well. And, uh, you know, it's, it's... What it's, ammo do you generally run in it? So in this one, uh, lately, I have been running the Aguila Super Extra. Oh, is that uh, the 60 grains? No, that's the Super Sniper. Oh. Uh, this is just super extra, uh, and it Does works really good. it still really smell good. like eggs? Because uh, all know. a gill of rimfire ammo uh, I mean, let's, like let's, let's, let's discuss ammo. I mean, it's, it's dirty. You know, 22 ammo is dirty. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's, it's one of those things where I've loved this gun. Uh, one of the first, and it's funny, I, I brought this here just to kind of show. Um, this gun right here, this was probably, like, I think I was 20... 22 uh which was a long a long time ago yeah i'm like 23 now (laughs) um uh, i was 22 years old and a buddy of mine works at this gun shop and he got these awc ruger 77 22s in and um i've literally done nothing to this gun in like 15 16 years it's exactly how it was back then probably one of the quietest guns i think this is the quietest 22 that i have it's it's absolutely amazing it's, i don't know the, the one in front of me is probably it's such an that. old can it's not even serviceable like gross. It, it it is just um, super gross it's a stainless steel completely stainless steel uh, like it, it's going to be one of those generational guns you know that really never goes anywhere is it like four pounds heavier now because it's, of everything it's, that's in it? It, it you know it might have a little bit of carbon up in there but um but it's one of those things where it's super accurate and and i just love shooting this thing um you know it's it's one of those fun guns and uh the 7722 i mean it's just it's timeless mm-hmm. like it's never gonna change and what i love too is both of these guns they share the same mags i can take them in and out you know uh bx15s bx10s bx25s if i want to well, and, let, and let's talk fun. about magazines i mean yeah. that's a huge thing for rimfires because yeah. there are some out there that are atrocious and just terrible mm-hmm. and there's some like you know the 1022 is a staple it sucks to load but it's a reliable magazine. They always feed well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I love the Ruger 10 round mags. Um, how are the BX 25s? I don't have much experience. Yeah. They work fantastic. I think, uh, you know, I've always found it weird. I think the BX 15s are a little awkward to me because it's like two and a half times the size of like a regular BX 10 mag, but you only get like five more rounds. Yeah. So you have this, you have this thing that sticks down, you know, this far and you get five rounds in it. Yeah. where a, a, a 25 rounder is not that much longer and I get 15 more rounds in it. So um, usually it's BX10s or BX25s for me. Yeah, and for my Voodoo, they uh, they did full-size magazines that are copies of AICS magazines. Yeah. They do both polymer and steel, but like these aren't cheap magazines. Like, right. These things are probably, I think they're 100 bucks. Like it's, it's obscene how yeah. expensive they yeah. are, but they work well. I have... Like, loading them is not a problem, but there are certain ones, i.e. that guy. Oh, the Savage. Have, the Savage that don't have the greatest magazines. Yeah, the, these magazines, I mean, they're, they're... There's no help with loading them. You know, they're stamped metal, so... They are stamped. They can get sharp edges on them from time to time. That's my biggest complaint. I usually hit them, hit them a little bit with some sandpaper or a Dremel. Um, they can come... They can pop open from time to time. Just yeah, little tiny rivet, the one I have pop where, rivets. It just popped open in the back yeah. and split with magnets. Yeah, usually, and usually when they pop open, they don't feed uh, 
properly, correctly, accurate, not accurately, reliable, reliably. Um, that's the word he's been searching for. That was the for. word I was searching for. Um, you know, all the adjectives there. Um, but yeah, I mean, this Savage, this Savage gun I've had for a long time. Um, I love this. This is the Savage uh, Mark II um, FVSR is the model. So it's a 16 inch fluted barrel that's threaded. Um, It's got the AccuTrigger in it. Dude, this is a sub $200 gun Mm -hmm. with a scope. You can usually find deals where it'll come with like a Nikon or Bushnell scope for 200 bucks, like $198, you know? Um, And and this is one of those builds. This is kind of like a throw together build that I put together. Uh, What can is that (laughs) thing wearing? This thing has a... PTP tactical nine mil can that I got a half by 28 thread adapter for and put it on. Listen, it has an uber cool look to it in a way because it kind of looks like a realistic. The uh, Cerakote job costs more than the gun itself. Probably. Um, But like it's one of those things where it actually has like it looks like a big can on it Mm. because it is a big can. It's not a one inch 22 can. Um, It's like a one and a half inch big huge can that I would never put on a pistol to 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 rock life with um so i put it on here and i actually i actually really like this can because it has like a real deep tone to it Mm -hmm. because it has so much volume like i don't think any gas actually comes out once the bullet passes um so it just has a really cool cool sound to it and it's one of those guns where like if if somebody says like hey can we go shoot this gun's always zeroed and I give them mags, and I'm like, they could shoot this thing. Yeah, if it drops out of a truck, you don't feel too bad. Yeah, I mean, it, it's it's literally got like a $200 scope on a $200 gun, and it shoots really, really well, 50 and in. I mean, even 100, but like 50. Like, dude, you can put little holes in things all day long. And so it's it's kind of something that's always, always around. Um, uh, if you want to talk about this thing a little bit. This so this is, is this is the current build that I'm still, still oh. working on. Um, Adam's kind of holding this up if you guys aren't looking. So, so, uh, I was inspired by, by Chad over at Iraq veteran 8888 because he, all the eights, he, um, he finally put one together. Um, but what this is, is this is a Ruger 1022. Um, it, it is used by the IDF overseas, um, for, for a myriad of, of reasons that a 22 would need needed for. And I had actually, I'd known about this gun for, for quite a few years. Um, these have been in service since the yeah, 90s. If you, if you Google IDF 1022, you'll see it come up. Yeah. They use it for riot control, uh, animal control. They use it for a lot of stuff. And it, it had a pretty, it has a pretty sordid history uh, because they, they basically kneecap people with a 22. But it's a really neat gun. Um, and it's one of the only few like actual combat air quotes. Uh, rimfire gun in existence yeah and it's you know and it's it's one of those things where uh i contacted the guys over at liberty suppressors and uh they were willing to to make me um one just like chad's which is a replica of what they used overseas and doing it in typical Um, john fashion he sends them a kid match barrel that's right to do the that's the right base off of so so i'm looking for this thing to be extremely accurate um yeah we need to shoot this gun yeah and on top of it uh i put an arc and optic four to 16 on it once again has has really low parallax if i want that um Dude, these arc these point. these arkans i mean it's hard to beat for a, a sub 500 hundred dollar optic 
um, with the clarity of glass and stuff that you get. Uh, it, you it was one of those things that down just to 25, yards. 25. Yeah. Um, it was just one of those things where I was like, Oh, why not? Let's just put it on there. Um, so it's a super fun build. Throw it on the table. What, uh, what trigger did you put in this thing? It has a full kid trigger in it also. Of course. Um, and, and a mag release. And it was one of those things where I was like, you know, what, what's your I, I think about number in this right now? Um, How much of your child's college fund is in this? Yeah, so I'm really hoping that my child, my son gets my height so that he gets a... a Sponsorships? A, a, yeah, he gets a basketball or scholarship. Yeah, yeah. Um, because there was some money that went into this one. But uh, I bought a... How old's the receiver? <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's like a 1980, like 83, I think. I found a brand new Ruger 1022 from like 19, like in the original box, everything. And when we, um, we finally got it together, like we take uh, the stock over into the wood shop and just start railing on. Yeah, I took like, it over to our to our customs business and I was like, oh, I got, I got tools. John just had I me sketch tools. out with a Sharpie like, yeah. this is where the line should end in reference to the... Uh, to the pictures that they have online. Yeah, and we just went to work. Yeah. Put it on the bandsaw, put it on the on the uh, the, the the belt sander. Yeah, sander we installed a a, uh, a sling stud for the front yep. so we could put a Harris on it. I mean, it turned out to be a really like fun project, and I think that's what at the core of it. That's what twenty twos are. They're just fun in every single aspect. Yeah, and and you know, and it was one of those things where you can you can go you know full factory like Adam did here and, and, you know, spend money, but, but have an amazing product to show for it. Yeah, I, I, mean, I wouldn't consider it a waste. Uh, some people would, or you can go extremely people stink at life <laughs> or you can go extremely affordable stuff, but no matter what, there's a place mm-hmm. in the 22 world for it, you know? Um, and, and that's what I, that's what I truly love about 22s. Uh, so last year uh, for Christmas, my son turned six. So I got them, got him this little rascal. I had it Cerakoted just like some of my hunting rifles, um, put a, a Trijicon RMR on the top of it because it's just super easy, like the red dot. You're not trying to line up a front post and a rear post on, you know, some iron sights or anything like that. It's like the rear dot. And, um, and he has he has a blast with that thing. Um, starting to outgrow it a little bit, um, but, but you know, it's a gun that'll always be around. Yeah, and uh, and you know, and I think he can you know hand it down to his kids one day, and you know they'll probably look at his ancient technology, even though it has a Trijicon RMR on it right now. Um, yeah. But uh, but you know that's that's kind of how I got my son into shooting. It has a suppressor on it uh, because it makes it quiet. You're not going to scare them with noise. You're not going to scare them with recoil. Uh, you know, and I'm talking little kids here um, or, or females, if that's the case, or elderly people. Um, or be, the Nickies of the world. You know, Nicky's behind the camera. Don't take that, Nicky. Um, he's but just going to edit it out. He's, he is going to edit it out. It's just going to be a blank. Like, <laughs> but, you know, it's it's one of those things where I think that's what 22s allow people. And, and there's something for every price point, whether yeah. you want to. You don't want to spend a lot or you want to invest a lot. Like there's something for everybody. There's fun to be had at every level. And there's, you know, stuff that answers every question. Again, if you want to just build something cool and fun, you have a 1022 with a, a threaded barrel is going to answer that question a lot better than, you know, my voodoo gun is. You know, if you want to shoot competitive rimfire or precision rifle stuff, you know, there's the Voodoo's and the Rim X's. If you want to shoot stuff really far away, like 
there, there is something for everybody. Yeah. Um, again, I think everything should be suppressed. Um, and buying a 22 without a can is almost just like the worst idea. I agree. Maybe I we agree. should bundle some cans with guns. You know, it might be a little thing. Uh, what is, if you were to, if somebody said, hey, I'm thinking about getting a 22 rifle. I don't have one. I don't own one. Which one should they, you think they should get? Uh, I'd follow that up with two questions of what are you going to use it for? And do you have a budget? Because again, like I'm super bougie, so I can recommend stuff that's probably outside of some people's wheelhouse in terms of, you know, what they want to spend. But yeah. if it's something like, I just want me and my kid to go shoot every weekend. It's like, again, a 1022 with a 10 power optic or an M&P 1522 yep. with a red dot, you know, they're generally going to be all in, you know, gun, some kind of optic. You're going to be in the $500 realm pretty mm-hmm. quickly. You can scale up from there depending on the options that you want. But yeah, for me, like I first learned on a 1022, I think that's kind of what yeah. most folks did unless you had like a Marlin lever gun or yep. something. Like a papoose but, or a takedown or something. Oh my gosh, yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know, Ten twenty two would probably be my like go-to because they can, yeah. you can get the tactical ones, the hunting ones. I, I tell people, I tell people all the time, you know, the Ruger Ten Twenty Two is is like the Honda Civic. Yeah. You know, if you want to relate it to, if you want to put twenties on it in a turbo kit, you right? Can do you it. can. You know, I mean, you can you can put um, you can put custom barrels in them, triggers, uh, stocks. You know, pretty much every single part. It's just like an AR fifteen or a Glock. Um, every single part yeah. you you can replace, upgrade, and change multiple times. Yeah. You know, and, and, and that's, that's part of the fun of a 1022 is, is you can literally have there's no, a 1022 with iron sights and then, you know, put a pick rail on it and put an, uh, and put a scope on it and put a, and there's tons of people that make clones of the 1022 yeah. actions that have integrated rails, cleaning ports in the back of the receiver. I mean, again, the sky's the limit. And the nice thing is that you, if you're on an extremely tight budget, you can build it piece by piece over time. Right. You know, buy the action, buy a trigger, buy a barrel, buy a stock. And then at the end, you know, you could do it as a family thing and, and build it with your kids. I mean, it's just, it's a very easy, flexible gun. There's a reason why it's been around since the sixties. Yeah. Let's talk about ammo for a little bit, because that's something that I think it can be a rabbit hole for yeah. people because I mean, unfortunately it's, it's endless the amount of options i mean just cci i'm like holy smokes i think you have like eight different kinds of just subsonic ammo. yeah and unfortunately a lot of the performance is you know comes from the ammunition yeah. selection um you know now because suppressors have been you know better and easier and more friendly for the the commercial market there's a lot of companies like federal aguila uh Lapua that are making factory subsonic that are optimized around suppressors. Yeah. But they also have their high velocity, the standard velocity, um, copper plated projectiles, um, lead, you know, lubed lead bullets. I mean, they, they, yep. it's just all over the place. Generally what I do is I, I kind of know what I'm going to use, you know, like my voodoo, if I'm going to the hunting, purpose of it, yeah, I'm going to grab probably CCI standard velocity with a hollow point projectile, and that's what I'm going to shoot critters with. If I'm shooting a match, it's generally center X because mm-hmm. it's super consistent. And there's also like a Lapua has uh, two facilities here in the U.S. 
where you can send your rimfire gun to their facility and they will accuracy shoot it out to 100 yards and then give you a selection of ammo saying, hey, you had the best performance with Centerex in this lot number, uh, SK pistol match in this lot number, and you can buy like 5,000 rounds of that. If you're serious about shooting rimfires accurately, that's the best way to go. Yeah. That's what I did with mine. Um, but generally, you buy a mess of ammo that's available to you. You find the one that shoots the best, and then you buy a whole lot of it. Yeah. Yeah, and, and you know, it's one of those things where you, you kind of always end up load testing no matter what. I mean, you have so many different rounds out there. And in 22, I think, is one of those things where I buy I buy rounds just to just to try new things. And, you know, there's funky rounds out there, too, which which I love. The like, CCI you know, quiet. like Yeah, CCI quiet. It's so, 710 but, feet per second. Yeah, and, and you know, it's things where um, think about think about even if, if you live in a state where you can't have a suppressor um, or you don't have the ability or funds to, or, to, to buy one, you can still get uh, Calibre rounds, mm-hmm. which, I mean, sub, some are like sub 500, 600 feet per second. And, it reduces um, the range so that way, like if yeah. you're shooting and but it also reduces the sound. Yeah. I mean, they're they're quiet. And and what a what a calibre is is pretty much uh, just the the, priming, the compound. priming compound on the inside of the bullet. There's no powder in it. And and so people know, 22 bullets have very very little powder in them. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it it looks like a small cartridge, but I mean, it's still a, you shake that thing and there's there's a lot of gap in those things. Yeah. Um, and and the and the reason is is for the most part if you tried even feeling it like halfway like a nine millimeter bullet is is about half filled usually you know somewhere around there you would just blow the back out of out of twenty twos yeah I mean all day long. even on my twenty two inch barrel like standard velocity is only one thousand seventy feet per second yeah which is still really slow and uh, generally considered subsonic but. Yeah, you have that flexibility, you know, depending on where you're shooting and what you're shooting to optimize the gun with the ammunition. Yeah, and, and, you know, I shoot a lot of just standard velocity. I think it's kind of the best of of sound mitigation and performance. Trying to keep it from supersonic rounds, which supersonic rounds, if if you're hunting, you know, you're going to get a lot more bang. uh, you pick up buck, speed. You so pick up you a get, lot of speed. You, you know? get a lot more penetration on the animal. Yeah. You also pick up, like, if you make a bad distance call, five yards isn't going to mean the same as somebody shooting subsonic or standard right. velocity. But it is one of those things where, you know, when Adam's shooting long distance with his rifle, um, you know, when when the bullet usually becomes uber unstable and uber inaccurate, it's usually when it goes from supersonic to transonic or subsonic, um, when it kind of goes through that range, that's when the bullet gets really, really unstable. Uh, and that's usually where the loss of accuracy comes from. So you see a lot of rigs like this that are actually shooting standard velocity around that 1080, yeah, it's a, 980 to 1080-ish range. It's an easier transition for a really non-optimized like projectile to transition from standard velocity to transonic into subsonic if you're going you know mock jesus and it's fast it's going to have some kind of ballistic instability as it's transitioning into those lower speed zones and when you when you're shooting a bullet that's generally 40 grains that's not you know a high bc projectile out at those distances the more consistent it can be in that transition is that more consistent performance on target 
Yeah, and that and that ammo that we're you know the different types of ammo we're talking about, it literally allows you to take a rifle with one type of ammo, say like a CCI Velociraptor, which uh, you, Nikki Nikki can yell at me a number if he wants to. I mean, it's ballistic. Um, you can get a real, you can get a lot smaller bullet. You can go down to like a 29 grain bullet. But they were meant for killing critters. That's right. what they were meant exactly. For. Or you can go all the way up to like a 60 grain bullet or a Calibre subsonic round, which get into, I mean, they can be 700 feet per second, yeah. you know? So, so when people talk about like, oh, like a 22, it's made for plinking. Like that is so far from the truth. I mean, you can. It is, but more. Like it, it's, it, right, it, it's right. It's great for plinking, but it's, it's so much more. And the thing with all this ammo is it's not expensive. Yeah. I mean, you're talking, you can buy 50 rounds of good match grade 22 for what, 10, 12 bucks? Mm-hmm. Where or, can, or you could buy 500 rounds for, of, of cheap, you know, Thunderbolts or. Yeah, or, I bought 5,000 rounds of SK for 500 bucks. Yeah. Like that, well, it seems expensive, is not. I mean, that is going to be probably my next three years of shooting for less than what it cost me to go shoot a class with a five, five, six carbine. Right. I mean, it's just, it offers you that flexibility to go have fun, get trigger time and, and do it at a lower cost. Yeah, I agree. And you know, it's one of those things, like I said before, like no matter what, it's hard to not have fun shooting 22s. Yeah. Cleaning. Uh, What? Yeah. Cleaning. Remember lean in to be in. What? Do you clean, clean your 22s? I don't clean. I was actually looking at the 22s and I was like, Ugh. And yeah. let, let's talk about that. 22s are dirty. I mean, it's dirty powder. It's so yeah, for me, I don't clean the barrel ever. I don't, I've never seen any improvement or degradation on rimfire guns, but I will clean the actions on semi-autos because that's generally where they get the most junked up. Like, yeah. I'm sorry, I actually do have another 22. I've got a 2245 Ruger pistol yeah. that's suppressed that. I shoot those that get into the wife's vegetable garden. Um, but, like, you shoot that enough, yeah, it's going to get sludgy. It's going to get slow. It's going to decrease its reliability. But I don't clean the barrel. I just basically pump gun scrubber in it to get all the crud out of the gun, and then I re-lube it, and it's running for another couple thousand rounds. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you know, I think it's one of those things where um, no matter – no matter how many 22s you have, if you, if you catch the 22 bug, you're, you're in trouble. Yeah. You either spend a lot. Well, you spend a lot period cause you buy so many yeah. or you just invest it all into one place. Yeah. And I, and I try to tell people, you know, like, like you don't have to spend a ton of money. Like I said, this savage, uh, FVSR, it shoots really, really good for a, a sub $200 rifle that you can go have fun with all day long. Um, and, uh, and you know, you start, you start realizing, how much fun you have with it. And that's when it can get scary. Um, you know, but, but for the most part, I mean, it's, it's such an affordable aspect of the sport to get into that. Um, you know, it's just, it's, it's fun. Yeah. I mean, you owe it to yourself as a shooter to, to own one and to go out and enjoy it and, and, you know, either build them or buy them, however you want to do it. But, Having it in your collection is only going to improve your collection. All right, so let me ask, do you have any any potential future 22 builds in uh, the head? Uh, I may. So the Voodoo is nice because I can change the barrel on it yeah. at the house. So I may do uh, a 17 HMR carbon barrel and you make it more of a dedicated hunting. So I have a Savage B17 at the house. 
What is that? It's a 17 HMR Savage. It's it's similar to like this FES 22, but it's got the new, their new stock and stuff on it. Um, and and just so you guys know, the Mark II is the older version. You can get the B22s, which is the newer synthetic stock. They're kind of similar to like a Magpul Hunter stock in a way. Um, they use a new rotary cartridge instead of instead of the metal magazine. So okay. Savage has kind of upped that game. Um, yeah, the 17 HMR, like squirrels, prairie dogs, things like that, like Dude, I, they're devastating. I used to shoot those years ago when I lived in Maryland. Uh, that was the first time I bought my first rimfire was a, a CZ 452 and 17 HMR. Mm-hmm. And we'd shoot the 40 grainers at 600 yards. And it was amazing how consistent that gun and cartridge was. Yeah. And if I, I would probably do it again, and like I said, I'm going to make it more of a, a hunting-esque setup. Um, but yeah, that's, I think that's probably the only thing for me, mm-hmm. unless I get like a select fire 22 rim fire, because that's a whole nother realm of yeah. just amazing fun. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, you know, guys, I hope you, you enjoyed our little, uh, walk down 22 lane here. And, um, you know, it's just one of those things where we were going to do a podcast today and Adam was like, I don't know, what do you want to do? And I was like, I don't know, like, let's just pull out some 22s. Like we're, I'm finishing up this, this IDF build. Um, so I, just I had want to that, shoot this IDF. That's yeah, the, I had that sitting at my desk. So I was like, why don't we just, let's just do it. Let's just do a, a little podcast on 22s. And, um, you know, it's one of those things where that, that's usually where our podcasts come. You guys think we plan this for weeks and months. We don't, nope. uh, Zero we, we just, we just, we just kind of wing it. Um, but you know, if there's a podcast or a topic that you would love for us to cover, I mean, feel free to, to leave it in the comments below within reason. We know that most of you are hooligans. Yeah, you know, the reasoning, you know, that comes into play. But uh, but I hope you guys like this uh, podcast. And if you did, you know, be sure to to subscribe to us on whatever platform you're choosing to to follow us on. There's so many nowadays for podcasts and listen to, to most of them. So, yeah, make, make sure you check us out on all of our other social media outlets like Instagram and Facebook. And that's right. All the other good stuff that we were allowed to be on for now. For now. But yeah, and uh, we appreciate, you know, each and every one of you guys. We love sharing uh, some of our builds. We hope it inspires and educates, and uh, we hope you have a great one. Yeah, you guys have a good one. Thank you. See you, bud.